I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the Average Sports Club. I'm Gethin Jones. And I'm OJ Borge. And this is the podcast that fully embraces your average sporting achievements. Exactly. We're the sports show that eats pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it was originally going to be, we eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast, but I thought that was a bit aggressive. <laughs> I was not expecting that, which probably sums up the podcast. But what we will be doing today is the Average Hall of Shame and try and figure out our niche sport of the week. They're getting better and better, aren't they? Yeah. Do you know what? I'm average at it. Guess worse. Welcome, one and all, to the Average Sports Club. <laughs> <laughs> So welcome, piece of shit, uh, one and all, to this podcast. <laughs> I don't mean that, obviously. You're tired today, aren't you? Mate, it's you a tell. line. Do you know the You've line is the from plot. Happy Gilmore, where, uh, where he goes, I eat piece of shit like you for breakfast. And Happy says back, you eat piece of shit for breakfast. And he's like, no. <laughs> uh, I tell you what has been a pretty shit for you recently is your leg. How is it? Oh, mate, I'm so down about it. It's I'm still injured. I'm perma-injured at the moment. I Everywhere I walk, it hurts slightly. Yeah. Do you know what I've had to get into instead of my usual sports? Uh, Swimming. I've had to go back to swimming oh not with a float between your legs yes i've had to use a pool boy mm. to get myself along and how does he feel about that have you ever used a pool boy uh yeah so they're they're like the figure of eight floats mm. i can't work out where to put it do you put it close to your gooch or further away than your ankles <laughs> where on the gooch to ankle scale do you put it <laughs> i think it's just below gooch because that's where the, your most your weight is isn't it true but if it's further back then it gives you gives you more buoyancy you towards your, back, your heels then you want your back a little bit that's a good point actually i can't mm. remember but that is, a, is that what you've been doing? You yeah. just not let yourself recover, though. You like, dream boat, uh, dream er, not dream boat. The dreamer that you are, you're just thinking, I'll get back to normal. You've yeah. had no proper physio. You've not rested. You've physio. not done recovery. I've well, you're not listening to I've, I, I've been icing my leg. I've got a homemade ice bath, cryogen ice bath outside, which is an old Barbie dream house box, which I filled with a bin bag. Yeah, I've seen ice. that. It's been on the tellies and everything. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but so no, you haven't been doing it properly. So no, I haven't really. But um, I'm actually not bad at swimming. I've always been a good swimmer. It's just so boring. Like swimming is boring. Mm. Like you swim up and down mm. and then you swim up and down some more. And then maybe you'll swim on your back and mm. then you swim on your front. It's just boring. Although I swam, I was in London all last week and I went to, there's a swimming pool in Soho. Do you know the one I mean? Soho is not small. No, but it's, you know where Carnaby Street is around the back of it? Yeah. There's an old, it's like a Victorian baths. Oh, is there? Yeah, yeah. It's there's really, a yeah, there. yeah, the swimming pool there. It's like wow. a full sports centre. So I went into it. But weirdly, 
like modern swimming pools, they're quite, the water and the edge is quite close together. Mm. This one, there's a good <laughs> metre between the water and the edge. Cost of living crisis. Well, yeah, I think it's just Victorian. That's how it was. So I swam up and down, and in my mind, I was, you know, and I'd swum a K and a half, and I was feeling pretty good. And I was like, I'm going to leap out of the water at the end. You know, like a Davidoff Cool Water yeah. commercial, you know, water dripping down me, mm. my muscles full. I've done one of those, mate. Yeah. I did it for Speedo. You can check it out. I really? did exactly that shot. So, so exactly that shot where you bounce up. Were yeah. you wearing Speedos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Out and the water's going down you and your mm. muscles, they're pumped. And I banged my knee on the side and slid back into the water. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my form wig. Um, I used to live in a swimming pool. What? Yeah, I'll tell that story in the day. No, it go was, on. How did you li live oh, in a well, swimming pool? I rented pool? a flat and it was a swimming pool. And then we used to come and go, oh, I used to come here to swim. Was the plasters on the floor of your flat? No. Small bunion plasters. No. What do they call them? Is it dangleberries? You know, the little bits of um, fluff you get on the floor. In that's the... not a dangleberry. What's a dangleberry? A dangleberry involves your bottom oh, and when you've not wiped properly. But it's one of those that's not in your bottom that it's like, oh. But what's the fluff? You know when you just find fluff on there and they bring the squeegee in at the end of the swimming pool? Uh, it, you no? lived in a swimming pool? Yeah, I did. It was really cool, actually. Okay. I'll tell that story another day. Um, my sporting week does involve water, actually. Uh, I've been away uh, for the Rugby World Cup and um, stayed in an Airbnb for a couple of days it near was, the water. It was so posh. It was well lush. Yeah. How many bedrooms? Oh, about seven. Yeah, because you didn't said... have seven. It had a fair few because it was beautiful. You sent me a picture of it and actually yeah. invited me out, which I never I made. I did. It. I invited loads of people. Come stay. Come. It's got paddle boards. That always sounds cool, doesn't mm. it? It's got paddle boards. The Airbnb's got, pa Airbnb's got paddle boards. Come out. Did you go paddle cool. boarding? Yeah. So here's my thing about paddle boarding. Do you like paddle boarding? I actually do quite like paddle boarding. Yeah, yeah. but I was like, you've got to paddle board properly. And then I was like, getting down to the water. I love getting in the water. Get on the paddle board and then it was like standing up. It's like a proper effort standing up on a paddleboard i don't see the need for it so i just knelt the whole time but then someone else would come like you know stood up girls would turn up and you're like right gotta impress them yeah and then you'd be standing up thinking i'm not enjoying this i just want to kneel down again i quite like a bit of paddleboarding mm. i the first time i went paddleboarding i was in this is so an unrelatable story but mm. we ran over in america we were in the gulf of mexico probably using something like the titanic with your size yeah to get on it yeah. but i took i took i took one of my kids out my eldest because mm. i only had one at the time and i paddleboarded her out and there was like dolphins and it was so wonderful oh, well, that is it cool. was it was wonderful yeah that's and not average my, my eldest was literally like can we just go back for an ice cream please i was like look at that i want to go back to the show on an ice cream. I was like, but this is so lovely. People think that there's a real sort of snobbery about paddleboarding. There were people going past. They had stuff on their paddleboard, like lunch mm. and like clothes. And I'm like, what have they done? Migrate or something. You know, where have they come from? These people, they've like been on the paddleboard for ages. Like a full day out? Like a full day, maybe like a full week. I don't know. Maybe they come from America and ended up in the med. I don't know. But there's no need for it. Um, it was nice getting in the water, though. But I realised, actually, I thought it would be, be quite good at paddleboard. And you're not. I'm not. But you've got core strength. That's what I thought. But I kept falling in. Uh, I don't know whether I had one of like the kids' um, boards. Though. Oh, That's, so it wasn't big enough. I needed like a bigger one. That's my excuse. Because obviously what you do if you're not good at something, you blame the equipment. Mate, every time. That's quite a good opening, isn't it? We're the, we're the sports show that blames the equipment. I'm going to write that down. Put that in for next week, yeah, because there's a lot of swearing on the intro of blames. this show. Okay, we're the sports show that blames the f***ing equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what happened after you were bad at um, at paddleboarding? And I am I sort of do know the answer to this story, so I'm trying to elicit the response. Because oh, you, know? you were mate. bad at paddleboarding, what happened again? No, that wasn't the main reason, but I was with a, a girl out there, and um, I wasn't with a girl when I came back from France. So Was that her review of your paddleboarding? That man, his core strength isn't good enough. It's a bit harsh, must get better. Oh, that's made me quite depressed, actually. Yeah. It was pretty average, though. And that's what this is all about. Mm. We want you to join the Average Sports Club. Tell us about your 
Average Sporting Week. Hello at averagesportsclub.com or you can search Sports Club Pod on socials. And don't worry, if you haven't got one, OJ's always got an average sporting story. My life is average. And if you've got photos of your dangleberries, please send them to us. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I didn't know the Dangleberries were, you know, the bits from the... Yeah. I used to be in a band called the Dangleberries. Mm-hmm. Now I know why. Were you playing fiddle in the Dangleberries? <laughs> <laughs> it's tinkling the ivories. Is that why? We weren't even the shit. We were just the fluff around the shit. That's how yeah. bad it was. I remember Frank Skinner once did a stand-up routine and he talked about, you know, the bit of hair at the bottom of your spine? And he talked about getting getting um, toilet paper stuck into it, so it became a rhino horn. This is this is not the point of this podcast. Let's roll into the average. We're still trying to show. work that out. Yeah, it's like a rhino horn. You know the hair at the bottom. <laughs> if it's got toilet paper in it, it gets you can't rolled. Can't let it go. <laughs> it <gets rolled. laughs> anyway, uh, we would like the stories you don't want to share in your group chat because they're so lame. But secretly, you want recognition for it. This is a safe space. It is a safe space. Um, Let's start with your story this week. What have you got? My entry this week comes from Matthew. He he says, I was playing in goal for a mate's football team as a favour. We've all been there. The ball got played back to me, but I didn't know if the passback rule was in effect as it was six aside. Good point. I think this is something you should establish very much at the start of the game. You what know, is the passback rule? I don't even know what it is. Do you go in the D? Do you not go in the D? Is it going over head height? And do you roll the ball out, not kick it out of the D as well? If you get those three things sorted before you play five or six aside, then you can all get on better. It's friendly though. Who who polices those rules? You just know. It's just that it's the unwritten rule. Okay. Mate, you wouldn't know because you came to football once about and a year ago. And, you've and been I in injured since. myself. Yeah, in goal actually, because someone asked you as a favour, exactly like Matthew. So there he is. He's playing in goal for a mate's football team as a favour. <laughs> the ball, bless you. Sorry. The ball got played back to me. He says, but I didn't know the passback rule was in effect as it was six size. He says, but I didn't know if the passback rule was in effect as it was six aside. Uh, the forward was bearing down on me and I panicked. Even though I was on the left side of the goal, I inexplicably turned to the right and hit it with my left foot 
to clear it. Hang on, so, oh, I see what he's done there. 18 yards out, top left bins. Best shot goal of my life. But an own goal. Oh, mate. The shame. My teammates couldn't look at me. They didn't speak to me. I didn't get invited back. Oh, mate. Matthew, um, I mean, that is... That is sad in some ways because you've hit that ball and it's rocketed it's right into the top court. Yeah, what what a connection. There must have been someone on that pitch other than the opposition, someone on his team that yeah. must have gone, respect, that respect. was a hell of a shot. Well, maybe, Matthew, maybe the positive is you didn't get invited back for that team, but for the team you scored for, i.e. your opponents, yeah. maybe you get invited back for Play them. for them next week. And he did a good thing because, let's face it, it was probably... Pissing down with rain, it was really cold, and mm. he's turned up on a wet night and played in goal. No one wants to play in goal, yeah. six aside, five aside. I'm with you, Matthew. I've been there. Sounds like a nice strike to me. Send us footage. Yeah, please do if you've got it on, if you've got footage of it, I'd love it. Uh, yeah, this one comes got, in. Yeah, from... got footage of it. Yeah. No way. Well, as if you'd be filming that. Mm. Imagine if I turned up to five aside and started filming the boys playing and <laughs> yeah. watching it back. <laughs> Film myself in slow mo. Genuinely, though, we had one guy, we used to do that, touch rugby, mixed touch rugby down Wandsworth Common, and you do a match report every the day it. after. I'm like, what do you do for a living? Like, you've got time for that when in I, detail. Remembered how many tries people scored and everything. When I played when I played for Broughton Fifth Team, you know, we talked about the fact we both played for the same Broughton rugby Park, team. Yeah. Well, who did you play for the seconds? No, I played first team. Did you? Okay, there you go. I played for the fifths. And um, we, oh, used no, to, seconds, we, we used to get a match report after every game. And I, I scored one try in my entire career there. And the guy had forgotten to write it up into the match report. I was so good to the point where I complained about it. And he, and he took, did a correction underneath. Edit, OJ scored a try. <laughs> uh, oh, right. the world. Uh, here's right. another one from Rob. It's another football one. This, I, is, this, is, this is your average Hall of Shame entry. Yeah. Uh, I won man of the match for my Sunday league team in a game we won 16-0. Total blowout. Like the Rugby World Cup. I'm a defender playing at the centre-back and was one of the few players not to score a goal. Wounded. It was obviously a sympathy man of the match award because uh, the following week, whilst getting ready to go on the game, I dropped the trophy and I smashed it. <laughs> uh, I never won it again. Um, have you ever been the man of a match, Geth? Uh, oh, I did get man of the match. Actually, the last ever game of rugby I played, 2015, rugby age. You know, you got soccer yeah. age. They did a rugby age, a mix of celebrities and ex-players. Um, Who was on uh, your team? Uh, I was playing nine. Yeah. Rory Lawson was the pro. He's good. Justin Marshall was outside me, Mike Tyndall, Hugo Moni, some of the 2003 guys. Um, I remember vividly Louis Spence trying to run around Shane Williams at one point. That was a moment. And Brad Thorne, the most decorated rugby yeah. player, both yeah, yeah. codes of all time, smashing Jamie Lang. He ended up in hospital. It was quite the spectacle. I got celebrity man of the match. Not man of the match, I got celebrity man of the match and I was on the pitch for nine minutes. Mate. I sidestepped uh, prop and that was about it. And Harry Judd, who was playing nine against me, was furious because he thought he had a good game. I'm like, sorry, Harry, man of the match over here. For nine minutes? What so a nine minutes? That, uh, what a nine minutes that was, yeah. Did you so get a trophy? Uh, yeah, we got the trophy. Uh, no, did you no. get a man of the match trophy? Oh, no. God, no, no. no. Well, because, uh, because Rob did. No, didn't and, drop it, and he dropped it. I... I, what, I love the fact they gave him the man of the match as well. He didn't score. That's funny. You held it all together. Well done, Rob. Well done. But it was, you know, no one scored against him. So I guess it was a lockout. I, There's I have no also, way. You've never won one. What, me, a man of match. Player of the match. I got player, player of the of match. match. I got player of the match at school once. What, player you, of the match at school. Mm. And none of my, my schoolmates, because I was particularly bad, believed that I was the player of the match. They wouldn't let me actually have the award. So I was voted out. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Thank you, Matthew. Mm. Oh, thank you to Rob. And thank you to Rob. Uh, we would love you to submit to the Average Hall of Shames. You know, really do let us know. Feel free to brag. This is a brag allowed zone. <laughs> you can email us at hello at theaverageSportsClub.com or if you want to send it in via other modes, maybe you want to record it and send it in to us, then we will play it out. You can find us at Sports Club Pot 
on the socials. Hey, Gethin, there's so many sports in the world. So many sports, and I feel like we haven't heard of most of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're like two into 8,000 sports, mm. from archery to Zumba. Mm. Mm. To... No, yeah. there's no other sport that begins oh. with a Z. Zabogany. Oh, we did the alphabet. Yeah, didn't I was trying that. to anyway. Uh, so what we'd like to do is find out the niche sport of the week. And we do that by speaking to somebody who is involved in said sport. And we celebrate that sport. And this week we say, hello, what is your name and where are you, please? My name is Peter Lee and I'm in Bromley in Kent. Ooh. Peter, Peter Lee. My dad used to be the headmaster of Peter Lee School in Cardiff. Yeah. Who was Peter Lee? I can't remember. I should know that. Well, he's a guy we're speaking to right now That's in Bromley in Kent. It's um, like a famous Peter Lee. Are you famous, Peter Lee? Are you a famous Peter Lee? I don't Peter think so. There, there oh. is a Peter Lee in Durham as well. There's a place oh. called Peter Lee in Durham. Yeah. Mm. When it came to choosing your social media profile, did you have to go for like Peter Lee 1 or Peter Lee 2? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's um, not giving his socials no, away. Nice. Maybe that would give the sport away. Well, let's try Let's try and gauge the sport. We'll start off with my three questions. Oh, yeah, do, these are good. Yeah, okay. First one is, do you need special equipment for your sport, Peter? Yes, you do. Special equipment is a yes. Uh, the second and third questions don't really work together, but I'll go for it, with it anyway. Is it waterborne? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, God, okay. Does it involve an animal? <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh. Yes and no. Yes and no. There is an animal connection, but yeah, I'm going to say yes and no on that one. Wow. Okay. Uh, do you like, you usually have a backup question to the animal one as well? Do yeah. You? Just yeah. Not like a three beat. Does, no. Yeah. Does the animal have a name? That's what it was. Mm, it's there. <laughs> it's not a specific name. Not okay. like Jim or Fred or anything like that. Yeah. So it's not like it's not your animal that's part of the waterborne sport. No. No. Are, no, you, no. are you are you cursing at the animal because it's getting in the way of the sport that you do? No, it's quite a cool animal. Oh, okay. Maybe he's being clever here and it's like a penguin, which are obviously cool because they live in the Arctic oh, they or are the cool. Antarctic. Yeah. I forget which one. Well, leopards are cool as well. Which one? <laughs> leopards are cool. Yeah, they are cool, but those, they're more metaphysically Those cool. wicked spiders on planet Earth, they're quite cool. Absolutely not cool. No one no. likes a spider. No, but they're cool. They're not cool. I love cool. spiders. They're I absolutely... love spiders. <laughs> you like spiders, Peter? I do, because they, they eat the, uh, the fly bitey things that you get in the Ooh. summer. And do they affect you whilst you're doing your sport? Oh, um, no. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Is there a world championships in your sport, Peter? There is. Okay. How many times have you won it? I have been a world champion once in my lifetime. Okay. Uh, is it a single event or can you do it as a doubles or, or a, a team? team? It's a team event. Okay. okay. So you've won the world championships with your with team. team. Okay. Absolutely. Because to yes. be honest, Peter, you were bigging yourself up there and you yeah. were making it was just you. Yes. No, it's not just me. No, no. Okay. I'm, I'm, but, I would say it was a, a, a pivotal part of the team, but we were all out. Well, you, you, what you're saying is without you, there wouldn't have been a world championship. Well, well, I like, I like to think that, but okay. you know. Okay, Peter. <laughs> How many in the team? Ah, uh, there, there is there is two categories, two main categories. It could either be 10 or 20. 10 or 20. Okay. Is it kabaddi? Kabaddi, kabaddi, kabaddi. No. Is it underwater kabaddi? Okay. <laughs> Imagine. Okay. Does somebody, I think I might have a guess here. I might have a guess you here. Are, okay. I have to say, mate, you are ruining me at this. You are so good at guessing. Because I think the animal he was talking about, I don't think it's an animal that actually exists, does it? No. Okay. Okay. It's an Is animal. It a Chinese dragon? Yes. Does it involve a man? Um, are you the man with the drum? Uh, no, I'm actually a paddler. Okay. Is it dragon boat racing, Pete? It is dragon yes! boat racing. Well done. That's three for three. How, how have you got this? I feel like you're setting me up here. No, because... I, you, you asked me to do this podcast. Yes. You got your team with you. Yeah. 
And it's like, are you just doing this no. to get one over Abs me? Because that's the kind of thing you would do. You make this not. whole thing podcast. We get a studio, get the lights, just so you could beat me at something. Okay, no, but it does turn out that I was doing a radio show a couple of weeks ago where I heard about the Dragon Boat World Championships and a load of people going off to it. So, Pete, talk to us about Dragon Boating. How does it work? When did you win the World Championships? Can we have a crack at it, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where are you based? We are based up Salford in Salford. Riviera. You know what? There is an amazing team that's just started out this year that I am connected with, wow. right? And they are based at um, Sail Water Park. Well, that's right. Oh, that's uh, Sail, from yes, I know that Sail Water Park really well. We should swim there for the tries and stuff. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, so, Torches, when did you win the World Championships then, Pete? I won it in 2013 uh, in Hungary. So, it was the uh, the World Championships. Um, so, what happens is that you have World Championships and you have a, a, a European Championships the, the year after. So, it goes Worlds, uh, Worlds European, Worlds okay. Europeans. Yeah. So I got involved in it in 2011. Well, I got involved in dragon boating in 2003, uh, quite a few years ago. Um, started off in, in charity racing. You know, there's there's a big scene in that charity corporate mm. racing, you know, where people only do it once a year, right? So they just turn up, never done it before, get in a boat, you know, point in, in, you know, at front and say, off you go. Can, I just, jump in, can I just jump in there? Because I'm glad you and OJ have this lovely conversation about dragon boating, but I'm like... What the hell is it? Can you explain what dragon boating is? It's it's basically a canoe based sport, right? So it's you know you you're you're in there um, on a boat, so I have a ten or twenty. You're side by side. You have a drummer at the front that sets the pace. You have a, a steerer at the back that keeps it in a straight line, and you're paddling one side. So if you're on the you're sitting on the left, you you paddle on the left. If you're sitting on the right, you paddle on the right. And it's it's a sprint sport predominantly. So two hundred meters, five hundred meters, maybe two thousand meters if if you're you know, at uh, one of the world championships, that kind of thing. So it's it's, it's oh, predominantly I think spring. I have seen it. You ha absolutely you have. have. It's when they're going for it and they're all yeah. in time. It's yes. beautiful to it's watch. A, yeah, it is actually. Yeah. Do you have do you have massive lats? I was going to say that, or one massive lat. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm one of those rare people that actually paddle both sides. Oh. So I tend to oh. you know if I if I you know I'll, I'll do only, only in the race so I'll be either left or right. <laughs> what was that? I didn't catch that. Ambilatrous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. It is, it is very upper body. I mean, you do use your core and your legs yeah. and things like that if you're doing it properly. But the majority of people are just 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 using their their arms. I mean, they are the smaller muscles, but you know, when you do it properly, I guess at the world level, then you're going to be using the whole body. How fast is the boat going when you're at full flight? Everyone's in time. The drummer's absolutely hammering the drums like he's from Metallica. How fast are you going? Um, I, I'm not quite sure on the miles per hour, but a 200 meter at the world, you're talking about 40 seconds. That is absolutely rapid. When, when you go to the world, obviously they'll be in different countries. How do you get your yeah. boat there? Or does somebody give you a boat when you oh, get no, there? They're, everyone, they're everyone... organized. I mean, okay. you I mean, that is boat faff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're about 250 kilos each, so they're, oh. they're not light. No. So, yeah, they're, they're carbon fiber and, and wood. So, you know, they're, they're, nowadays it's, it's, it's a little bit of a, you know, there's technology used as well. So, you know, you know, you try to. There is a there is a boat hull and a, and, a, and a, a standard, but you know everyone tries to push it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, when you're in full flight and everyone's at the same time and you feel you're fully synchronized and you're one animal, as it were, yep. one one being. What is that feeling like when you're in the midst of it? It's it's amazing. I mean, if effectively, if everyone's in time and, and applying the same pressure, you don't even feel it. It feels like it feels like you put like you're not putting any effort in. Yeah, it only it only feels hard when there's someone out of time because then you're you know you're not you're not synchronized. If everyone's actually in time, it it feels effortless. 
That's all are I can you, say. Are you in training at the moment, Peter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the national final is actually happening in a few weeks at, in, um, in Nottingham. Okay. In Nottingham, so the National Water Sports Centre at uh, Home Pierpont. Um, that'll be a, a two-day event, Saturday and Sunday, and we'll, we'll effectively... Um... So so actually, that, 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 that that's, reminds me about something. So I'm actually, I'm actually in two teams, right? Oh, so I okay. have, a, I have oh. a, what I call a league team, mm. which is a, a club called Raging Dragons, and we, 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 uh, we paddle at the Yarn of Dogs. But we're also, I'm also part of um, what I call a virtual team, which is a team called Purple Warriors. So we're actually a, a charity that uses dragon boating to rehabilitate veterans that have oh, in impairment. Good on you. This is great. So for, for the Nationals, we're actually going as Purple Warriors. So my, my team, Raging Dragons, aren't going. So I've pulled together uh, you know, the, a, a team of people, um, you know, full members and also some friends as well from, uh, from other clubs that aren't going to the Nationals. So we're going to go as a sort of a hybrid team. Amazing. This so this brilliant that you do that. I mean, hey, good luck in Nottingham then. Yeah. Have you got you got a good chance there, do you think? Yeah, I think so. We're going to enter the mix. So it'll be, it'll be half and half, so half ladies, half men. Um, and then the, the other teams will be obviously in the same sort of ratio. So we, we have a good chance. You know, we've got some very strong paddlers in our team. Pete, at some point we'll see you out on the water, mate. Thank you so much and good luck for the World Championships. Do you need a drummer? Yeah. <laughs> you can't drum. How much do you weigh? <laughs> Less than OJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, I'll be uh, calling you soon then. <laughs> uh, Pete, cheers, buddy. Thank you so much. No worries. Take it easy, guys. I refuse to believe that in your many years of Blue Peter, you never went dragon boating. Yeah. It never came up. No, it didn't. It, um, I refuse to believe that you're absolutely hammering me on this <laughs> niche sport of the week. Well, how come you, you've got... Oh, Knowledge of dragon boating. Yeah. Well, I've never done it, but when he talked about it and the fact that, you know, if you are in symbiosis and your paddle's in the water, it must be an amazing feeling like you're flying across the water. Yeah. But maybe let's get some Formula One teams involved and come up with a hydrofoil. This, um, it's quite splashy, isn't it? Yeah. From what I remember, like this is a real, for 200 meters, it's quite frantic. Mm. It'd be a lot of like, you know, water in the face. I'm up for giving it a go. We could be like on opposing sides as the drummers. Yeah. Although apparently weight's an issue. So Yeah, weight's an issue for me. They won't be taking me as the drummer. They might not be. No. Good that. Yeah, man. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to the Average Sports Club. I've been OJ Borge. I've been Gethin Jones and we'll be back next time with your Average Hall of Shame and another Niche Sport of the Week. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with anything you heard over the course of this podcast, Podcast, we would love to hear from you. We have operators standing by. Just email hello at averagesportsclub.com or search Average Sports Club on socials. I should be quite good at being a dragon boater. I'm a dragon, I'm Welsh, you know? Well, is that you know. clutching? Yeah. Average. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.